Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. It's always an honor to come across your airways, to be part of this community, to reaching out to people with hurt and hearts, with PTSD, those folks willing to help us, help other people. I, I think the entire world has something that hurts right now. And man, I'm sitting here looking back at Ukraine. I actually was awarded a medal in Ukraine a few years back and Debbie found it and uh, or Debbie would say she never lost it. I did. But anyway, I, I can't help but think of what the what life must be like in Ukraine. We know that listen to us on this podcast this morning are probably hundreds of you from Ukraine. We've heard some for so many and uh, seen so many people saved this last week, Ukrainian people. We know, listen, we want to encourage you. We want you to know that you may be displaced. Some of the ladies I've been preaching to every day in different places in Poland and uh, Slovakia and uh, uh, Estonia. Uh, listen, God loves you. And uh, God's, God's going to use this trial in your life, and we just want you to know that. And we love you. And uh, uh, we hope that God will just roll over this war. You guys can get back to normal. And uh, anyway, Stephanie, how's things going out there? Well, things are going fairly well. Um, when we're recording this, we're, we're, when we're done recording these, um, we're going to be heading to my grandfather's, um, the area where my mom grew up for my grandfather's uh, memorial service. Um, so that's that's where our lives are at the moment. Um, God kind of changed our plans. I was supposed to be in Iowa this week speaking at a conference, and the Lord just changed all of those plans. So we're just trusting that he yeah. has a reason and just seeking that he'll be glorified and honored in yeah. some ways through all of these changes that he's brought into this week. Yeah, and and certainly we'll be praying that here. And those of you listening, keep on lifting uh, Stephanie's grandmother, Stephanie's mother, family, all those who've lost loved ones, uh, so many. And uh, so, you know, a, a granddad touches so many people and a friend and a neighbor and just a good man. Just pray for that. So today we've, we've been continuing on, Stephanie, with a characteristic of PTSD. We've removed you might be a knucklehead if, you know, being a kinder, gentler people. We went from that to the things that make you right with God. And, and we've turned on, we want to spend a minute or so as we come in every day talking about a characteristic of PTSD. So what well, the characteristic I kind of want to mention today is called apathy. And so Apathy is this idea where really God can't do anything else with you. You're kind of stuck. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where if you're not careful and you're apathetic, you have a total lack of interest. There's no enthusiasm. There's no, uh, there's no concern. I mean, it's almost like we get numb, Stephanie. And people with PTSD can certainly lay on their couches and get numb just like everybody else. And you know, a Bible verse that I'm thinking of is that one in Revelation 3.16, so then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee 
out of my mouth, uh, the Lord saying, and, and we're reminded in 12.1, so, you know, if we're not hot, we're not cold, we want to be hot. Uh, the Lord said he'll spew us out of his mouth. And in Romans 12, that real familiar verse, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, not not laying down on the job, doing the best job you can, living the best life you can, being the best wife, best husband, best father, mother, brother, sister, son, daughter, whatever the case may be, uh, be the best. And apathy is just giving up. It's just having no concern. It's just, in my mind, it's thinking that there's nothing else God can do with me, Stephanie, when we're apathetic. And boy, don't we all get stuck there once in a while and we just got to dig out and say, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Well, an understanding, I think it's, I think that that last point you made is powerful that again, you know, we're at war with the enemy and if he can't have our souls, he'll try to destroy our spirits. Yeah. And I will, I, I remember that fiery dart in particular being thrown at me so many times of you have no purpose anymore. Um, there is no reason for you to live anymore. Wow. And that idea of, you know, where Satan was throwing all these fiery darts at me. And I didn't want, in my case, it wasn't that I wanted to lay on a couch, but I didn't see any future. And I had people, um, there were certain people encouraging me to lay on the couch and do absolutely nothing with my life. Um, and so that remembering that, that, that God will always encourage us to be busy about the work that he has given us to do. And I'm not saying we work ourselves to death. Um, I know Amy Herbster and I talked about this recently in the podcast, but you know, we do need times of rest. We do need times. And that doesn't make you taking um, a few days to recoup Um, a couple taking time to regroup as husband and wife. Those are very, very, very needed things. Um, And, so I'm not, I'm not negating those at all, but I want to just, we, we can't, you know, Jesus at the age of 12 was in the temple talking with the scribes and the priests there because he wanted to be busy about his father's business at 12. He, he was not wanting to be apathetic. And so we have this pattern set throughout for us throughout the life of Christ of, he worked hard. He was diligent. He had a job to do. He had been sent to accomplish a mission by his heavenly father. We have a job. We have been sent to accomplish a mission to accomplish by our heavenly father. And so following the example of Christ, as he continues, he wants to continue working through us here um, to minister to people, to show his love to people. And apathy will never be included in that, in that equation. And so understand that as a child of God, you do have a purpose. You do have a calling on your life. And no matter what you've been through, no matter what scars you may have, no matter what, no matter what traumas you have in your past that may feel like they've given you a sense of worthlessness, that is not true. You have great worth, you have value, and you have an incredible purpose for which God's created you. Exactly. And, you know, it reminds me of that verse in, what is it, in Second Corinthians C, and I'm, I'm kind of looking it up here. Therefore, seeing we have received mercy, we faint not. God has mercifully mm. saved us, allowed us to be saved, given us the tools. If you're not saved, we'll get that right with Brother Eric here at the end of this podcast. But listen, there's nothing more important to understand that God has a job for us. We faint not. We yes. don't lay down. And uh, it's absolutely correct, acceptable to 
grab your spouse, grab your family, grab your kids, grab your parents, whatever, and take a vacation. That's cool. You're not laying down on the job when you're doing that. You're just rebuilding. But, you know, it's funny that I had chosen apathy without even looking at Proverbs 15, 19, the verse that we start with today. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy, you know, so I just open up my Bible to the verse we're starting with today. And it, it, it just, it kind of freaks me out how God does this. And uh, if we look at the verse, the way of a slothful man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. And uh, being slothful, you know, that, that whole idea of slothfulness, of, of, of being lazy, really is, is kind of what we're talking about. And uh, uh, slothful is another word for lazy, laziness, giving up. And, and, and folks, I got to tell you, in the devil's arsenal, I'm just being honest with you. In the devil's arsenal, uh, he wants us to to lay down. He wants yeah. those little pains in life to take us out. He wants those little pings in life to take us out. He wants people who rubbed us the wrong way to take us out. He wants us to be mad at the sermons our pastors preaches. Uh, he wants us to be mad at the missionaries we support, on and on. He wants us to hate our local church. He wants us to hate our spouses. He wants us, you know, the devil's not happy with our joy. And when you're slothful, when you're lazy, there's a lack of joy going on. I promise you that because you're not accomplishing anything. And uh, it's about accomplishing things. And, and listen, folks, if, if I can tell you one thing at all, the way of a lazy man, think about that way. Think about that. The way of a slothful man is like a hedge of thorns. It's this, And we know what a hedge of thorns are just pricking into us. But the way of the righteous is made plain. And so, Stephanie, you can add to that. But I would just say, remember, being lazy is stealing time. Uh, being lazy is selfish, being lazy is a neglect of duty and all those types of things. I mean, I could go on all day, but go ahead, Stephanie. Well, I get, I, what I think of here is the idea of, um, just what came to mind is the idea of like, you have a flower garden, you have a, you have a vegetable garden and you have to keep it weeded. You know, we have these around our house here, we have thistles that, that are in the soil and thistles are very hard to get rid of. I hate them. Um, once they're in the ground, it's just like they come back every year and those things hurt. If I don't oh, have work, oh. work gloves on, oh. even when they're little, they hurt, but the bigger those things get, oh. they become, they become this, this weapon of pain when I'm out weeding. Yeah. And if I, if I don't keep those things out of there, they're a pain in the neck. They're a pain in my fingers because they've got like little thorns on them. And so when I think of this, um, this analogy that God gives us here, when you choose to be lazy, in a sense, when you choose to let weeds grow up, you choose to let those thistles take, you know, go to seed and spread and grow. You're going to have, first of all, you're going to have a garden of life that's worthless. There it is. There will be no fruit, but on top of it, you're going to have a lot of pain. You're going to have a lot of sorrow, a lot of yuckiness to work with. Whereas this contrary can be true. It says the way of a righteous man is made plain. That idea that it's, it's cleared, it's, it's productive, it's bountiful. What you're seeing God do is how God meant it to be. And so it's, it's again, this choice of, am I going to choose to be lazy and throw away the life God's given me, this gift of life? Or am I going to choose to follow the way that God has laid out through his word, through principles of his word, that's going to result in treasures laid up in heaven? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I think that's so significant to understand what, what we produce. I, I'm reminded yesterday. So the Chinese pastor 
Pastor Chen spoke at our church. So we have an Arabic, Chinese, Spanish, and something I'm missing, language church. And uh, we have, you know, within our church, we have different language churches. And the Chinese brother did a real thorough job last night, obviously spoke in English, but he talked about if you live 78 years, if, if somebody lives to be 78 years old, this is a Chinese study that you spend uh, at, at our current, what we do on Facebook, just on social media takes up nine years. Watching TV. Wow. Yeah. Watching TV, 20 years of your life. Uh, so you got to make decisions. You sleep for 27 years of your life. So, so really he, he got to the end of this thing and he says, you really, you have this, you know, 10 or 11, 12 years to play with in your entire life. Are you willing to give up nine of that for social media? Are you willing to give up, uh, you know, another teens of those years? And, and, you know, are we just going to lay there? Are we going to give up? I'm not willing to give that up. I want to serve. I, man, I don't want to be apathetic. And, and that's, that's so important. And then this next verse, Stephanie, I, this next verse, and as they continue on, uh, it, it says, a wise man maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. And, uh, boy, what a, what a statement to say. You want to make your parents happy? Uh, you know, you want to, you want to uh, be wise and uh, it's a blessing it's having a son that's wise, making those right things. And, uh, it, you know, it vindicates, you know, a dad teaching or a mom teaching their kids about God and all the things and seeing that wisdom come out on them. But the fool boy, that other side, again, it brings disgrace to their parents, Stephanie. I mean, that's, it's a clear thing, but you know, we want to be wise. We want to be doing the wise things. We want to teach wisdom because we remember the end of that. When you wake up and your kids are 18, 20 and they're off at college and they're getting a life and they're getting a wife and getting a husband, whatever the case may be, we want to make sure they have the wisdom of God they carry with them. Yes. Yeah. That's powerful. And make being the, being the kind of parents, you know, I, this verse is very much a verse that's, I think targeting the children. It's because this verse is coming at it from a ch- ch- child's perspective of you're, you're making the choice to be a wise man or to be a foolish. And obviously this is in context of having godly parents. Yeah. And uh, I, what I, what I see a wise son doing or a wise daughter, you know, no parent is going to be perfect. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I'm not referring to the abusive parents. I know there are parents out there that truly ha- are the ones that are the fools on steroids, okay? They're, they're the abusers. They're the ones sometimes they end up in prison because of what they've done to their children. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about parents who love God, um, but they're not perfect. Even yeah. parents that love God, they're going to make mistakes. But a wise son or a wise daughter is not going to is not going to live focusing on all of the ways their parents were imperfect. Yeah. A wise son is going to say, I know my dad, I know my mom. The real them belong to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm going to take all that they taught me and invested in me that was truth from God's word. Maybe there will be baggage they have to th- a child has to throw out. Okay, that's that's entirely possible. There's there's things that my about me that my kids 
are having to learn. And, and we try to be very open. I try to tell my kids, listen, this is an area mom really struggles with or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, a, and a parent that's walking with God will seek to have that open communication and not try to present themselves as perfect, but present themselves as, you know, we're all on this journey of knowing Jesus more all together. Um, but a wise son's not going to focus on the imperfections. A wise son's going to take all of those godly building blocks, all those principles from God's word that were instilled into them by their parents, and they're going to seek to make them better for their for their children. Exactly. Not for pride's sake, but because that's what a wise son does. The wisdom of God is edifying. It builds up. It makes better. Bitterness, wrath, anger, all of those things that describe a fool, a foolish son, that, that leads to despising your mother. That's what leads to, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that I know of children who have had to separate from their parents because their parents are abusers, because their parents are the ones who are filled, whether it's a father or mother, are the, are the ones who Satan, because they're choosing to be used by him, Satan is using them to be the ones who are tearing down the child. Okay, and that is unfortunate. So I'm not trying to stereotype anyone here. I'm just saying what this verse is trying to tell us is a wise son will take the good, will build on it and make it better a foolish son will be filled with bitterness and anger, which will lead to hating his own parents yeah, or her own parents. Yep, yep. And, and that next verse just goes on from there. Folly is a joy to him that is destitute of wisdom. So you have no mm-hmm. wisdom, but a man of understanding walk uprightly. And I, I wanted to squeeze this one in today, a couple reasons, because this foolishness strikes again. Um, yeah. You know, a fool takes pleasure in foolishness. I hate to say that, yeah. but that's right. You know, they yeah. want to be more foolish. You know, it, yeah. uh, you know, they they don't even care about the consequences because they have no understanding. And so we're dealing with those people. So we deal with these people who are fools and they take pleasure of it. Boy, we watch it with these cults on TV and different things going on like that. And, and, you know, people take great pleasure in their foolishness and the craziness they do to people, but, but to walk uprightly, you know, to, to, to know that, uh, uh, you know, a man of understanding, a woman of understanding, a guy or a gal that understands, that seeks God's word, that seeks to serve God, to, to to do things properly, to hold a righteous life. Oh, that person, they walk uprightly. They got nothing to hide. They don't have to hide their head. They don't have to remember their lies. They, they don't have to remember their rhetoric. They don't need to remember where they're stuck at. You see that wise person, yeah. that person who pushes foolishness aside and folly aside, that person right there, uh, it's, it's different, you know, it's, it's different. You get to walk uprightly. You got to, so you got a choice to make here, Stephanie. And, uh, I want to be a person of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Being the one, being the one who uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way Though we fall. He shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand and a good man will be upheld by the Lord. It doesn't mean he'll be perfect, yeah. but it means that he's walking on that path. And faith, I follow on the path. He's walking by faith, following the Lord for direction, letting God's word be that lamp to his feet and light to his path. Yeah. He's hiding God's word in his heart. 
we are, we are given the tools we need. If we will go to God's word, we are given the tools we need to be this man of understanding. Yeah. And, and that says so much right there, you know, um, you know, everything you need, you know, there's a Holy spirit within us. And I know I've said this before and I, I, I don't mean to keep going back to it, but I think it's so significant, uh, to understand the Holy spirit of God tells us when we're going down the wrong road. You know, he does. It's that little, you know, that little feeling you get. It's that sometimes it's so overwhelming, you know, stay away from this person. Uh, you know, you, you got to get to church. I mean, you know, you, you shouldn't be cussing. You shouldn't be smoking. You shouldn't be drinking. Uh, you know, uh, we don't, we don't smoke. We don't cuss. We don't chew and we don't hang around with those who do. And the reason we can say that is because the Holy Spirit of God, it's not by our own merit. There's nothing that comes by our own merit. And I want to say over and over again, if there's any virtue, if there's any good in Stephanie and I, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that was uh, poured out for us. It's him saving us. It's We're not coming here being uh, self-righteous or uh, we're preaching God's word. And God's word wants to remind us over and over again. We're constantly remind us it's a fool. It's, it's joyful. These people have no wisdom. You know, they, they live on foolishness. They grow on it. Their anger, their apathy. I mean, it's just a mess. They're up and down. They're all over the place. But those who walk uprightly, those who accept Christ, who accept God's plan, who learn from the word of God, who are listening to us on this podcast, what a, what a terrible attempt to bring that in there, but I didn't mean to do it purposely. You're in a different place. You're seeking good. You're seeking right. You're seeking, instead of seeking foolishness, you're you're seeking wisdom and boy, God gives that wisdom and he helps you to stand upright with that wisdom. He helps bring you to another. So take heart today, friends, take that wisdom and run with it, go with it and, uh, take the wisdom of God and let him use it in your life. Let him use it with your family. Let him use it with, Oh, it's just so great, Stephanie. And I just want to say friends, as we're closing a couple things, listen, we really love you folks. We're thankful that you took an opportunity to listen to us today. You can find us out at helpful wounded spirits, Facebook page. If if you need something, drop us a message. We'll try our best to get back to you right away. We've been real busy uh, just in the last few days. I think I've spoken to hundreds, mostly lady refugees and from Ukraine and Poland and Estonia. Now we're adding Slovakia to that the day after tomorrow. And uh, we're real busy, but there's nothing that matters more than uh, being able to help people in the ministry. And that's what we're all about. If you could do us a favor, if you like this podcast, would you take a time in whatever platform you're listening to us to give us a five-star review and and uh, if you don't like us don't write anything but we sure do love you folks it's good to talk to you and uh, if you need to get a hold of us you know how to do that have a great day thank you Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart.
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.